Now the story of frontline sales reps scrapping to learn new skills and build their careers. It's Arrested Sales Development with Max and Ben. Hey, thank you for joining us for another episode of Arrested Sales Development. I'm Ben. This is Max. And we're excited to have you with us. Yeah, this episode is going to be majoritively about uh, gatekeepers, you know, how to get the right people on their phones and how to do it in the correct and appropriate manner. So very excited to share our knowledge in the space with you. Oh, sure. So I think, like Max said, this is probably one of the most important topics you'll deal with as an SDR. You're calling people all the time. This is, this is going to be key to your success. And one of the things we find out when we're making all these phone calls is that it's really tough to get in touch with the person, right? You're dealing with a lot of <laughs> operators, a lot of, uh, we call them gatekeepers here. Uh, Max, do you have any tricks for dealing with the receptionist? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, the first thing I'll say is that, you know, my job as an inbound salesperson, inbound SDR, is that I am the gatekeeper of power of you. So, you know, who, I guess who better to learn how to get past the gatekeeper than from the gatekeeper, right? <laughs> uh, what I will say is that I use very unconventional methods, I'd say, of getting past that first secretary or whoever it is, SDR assistant, you know? A uh, little story here. So as part of my work right now, I've been calling into a bunch of Fortune 500 companies. You know, generally speaking, when you call these companies, they're not really going to put you through to who you want to speak to, or they're going to put you to a general voicemail. No one listens to a general voicemail, or at least I don't think they do. So I have a little bit of a different route of how I uh, go about getting people on the phone. So the first thing I do for any pretty much larger company that is, you know, anything that's a billion dollars plus in revenue, I call their customer care line first. Uh, I get a human on the phone, which whatever, it takes a few minutes. Uh, I then tell that human that I was speaking to the prospect who I'm looking for. So let's say his name is James, right? So I'll tell, you know, uh, Rhonda, who's my customer success or customer support person, Say, hey, Rhonda, you know, I'm speaking with James L. Uh, in 20 minutes. I was trying to send him an email. Is there any chance you could just connect me with him or the corporate office so I could, you know, leave him a message? What she's then going to do is forward that call to the corporate receptionist. However, she's going to see the number as coming within her own company, which means, obviously, she's going to be much more receptive to answering that phone call, but then also forwarding it. So I've seen, you know, I don't know the actual numbers yet. just haven't, like, A-B tested it, which I really should. However... It works much better than just calling the corporate office outright, simply because you get that first number with their inside sale number. Right. I, I like that idea a lot. I think what you said at the start of this little trick of just clicking anything to get to a real person, be that the customer yeah, care department. Sure. I find myself a lot of times when it's a long robo dial by name directory that has a million different options. Uh, Mark says if you want to speak in Spanish, I just click zero <laughs> a million times until finally a real person's on the phone. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's your best success. It's much easier I agree. when there's a real person. I agree. Speak to a real person. And also just to critique myself a little bit, you know, what I describe is sort of going above and beyond. And, you know, with going above and beyond, it takes a lot of time. So if you're going to do that route, you might have a higher success rate. However, you're going to spend a lot more time on the phone with people who don't matter to you. And it, and it, it, is, it gets easier as the cadence progresses. So like once you call the, them the first time, you have no idea what the gatekeeping yep. is going to be like. The second time, it's, oh, shoot, I remember that. It's Rhonda, the, the gatekeeper, isn't going to let me through. Third or fourth time, you probably don't need to make the call because – because you know that you're not going to get through yeah. or it's a quick call because you know how to get through mm -hmm. it just at the beginning it gets tricky yeah I, I agree and you know the good thing though about a company that does have like a secretary or someone who's answering that phone 
the good thing, you know, as opposed to them just hanging up and you and not forwarding you, the good thing is that sometimes you can develop a relationship with them. Uh, you know, I don't mean that you're going to be like buddy, buddy, but for instance, you know, I have a cadence where I call the same few companies every Thursday. So when I call, you know, some of these companies on Thursday, their secretaries know that I'm going to call around the same time and they know who I am. They know my voice. They know who I'm trying to speak to. And however, you know, sometimes it's bad because they just know you're trying to whatever, leave a voicemail or something. Other times it can be really good. Uh, you know, it can really, it can really influence their opinion, but also, you know, like to have someone laugh or just to be nice and respectful, you know, they, they sift through a ton of garbage all day and take so much crap to have someone being nice to them, but also consistently nice, like every Thursday or whatever it is, right. They enjoy that. You know, they're people, people like communication, interaction and making friendships or connections, whatever it may be. Right. So even though it's still not the right person you want to be speaking to, it's still good to have that connection, right? Because anytime you need to talk to someone at a company, you know who you can at least call first. Right. And I think just being nice generally pays off regardless, especially here. I guess one question I have for you, Max, is mm-hmm. what sort of strategies do you have? Let's say you're calling three people at, at a company. Yeah. And it's one receptionist. Mm-hmm. So you call, say, hi, I'd like to speak to Bob. Right. I'd like to speak to Bob. The receptionist transfers you. You call back two seconds later. I'd like to speak to Jen. You're clearly <laughs> the same person. So I, I guess there's no yeah. easy answer, no silver bullet, but what do you, what do, you do in those it, types of situations? Yes. Yeah, so first off, it depends on what kind of company you're, speaking, you're calling, mm-hmm. right? So if you call a massive Fortune 500 company, right, billion dollars a year, that kind of company, generally speaking, they have tons of different secretaries. So you're not really going to be the same one every time. However, you might. If you do, I highly suggest you just be super, super nice to that secretary uh, or whoever answered the phone. You know, like, please and thank yous to the extreme. Like, you've got to sure. mention her name at least five times mm-hmm. because, hint, everybody likes to hear their own name, including uh, Max and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that just little, like, strategies like that are good. The smaller companies are hard where there is one person who's there every day answering the phone. Those people can be really tricky, especially when they're, like, seasoned veterans who have just heard it all. Right. And their uh, job is to <laughs> prevent you from talking to this person yeah. because their job is to weed out salespeople. Yeah, and I would say that in order to get past them, you might have to spend a minute on the phone with them. Uh, there's a small coffee chain that I've had to reach out to recently located in Wisconsin. Uh, it's actually really good coffee. but they Anyone in Wisconsin is a winner in my book. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they... So they have like maybe like a 15 person office, uh, definitely only one person who was like dedicated to answering the phone and their inbound email and all that. Um, it took me like over 10 calls to even get her to pass me on to somebody simply because then, you know, they use our direct competitor or they didn't, they, she knew they didn't want to speak to us. She'd been there when they switched from us to them or from, excuse me, from our company to our competitor. So she knows who I am. She knows her boss or whoever it is I'm trying to speak to doesn't want to speak with me. However, I called her 10 to 15 times for five weeks straight, like just crazy and basically at the end of it she was like you wore me down (laughs) and she gave me the email address of the person i need to speak to she didn't forward me the number or voicemail or anything but (laughs) at least she gave me an email and i will say that came with you know uh just one sort of being an asshole not gonna lie like you just i just called in a thousand times and annoyed her and at some point she was like i'm just gonna get this kid off the phone and give him an email you know to be honest it worked for me because i got my you know communication they told me no it's okay we're not interested but whatever i got to the person i need to speak to i made a connection with the secretary who Honestly, I feel like I could call her back and she'd be like, oh, Max from Power Bees, whatever, how are you? Nice to see you. You know, she might not be so happy with me, but yeah. she's not yeah. I was pretty. I was pretty nice and whatever, employee. But, you know, it's a little things. And honestly, you're not going to win them all. Some people, sorry, some people who are the gatekeepers, secretaries, if they don't want you going through, you're just not getting through. Right. However, there's, I would say just being polite and kind is like probably the number one way to get through anyone in life, including these kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> now, you brought up something really interesting there, Max, mm-hmm. when you're talking about when the secretary is giving you the information, yeah. or maybe a situation where you don't have it. 
Sometimes that's helpful. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes, yeah, I know the guy's number. I have his email mm-hmm. address. I just need to get through because maybe it's a small company and I can, he doesn't have a direct line or yeah. I can only get through through this operator. Mm-hmm. What do you do when they say, I'll take down your information? Oh, that's that, the worst. Yeah. Right. That's the worst. Uh, generally speaking, I ask for a either colleague, subordinate, or just their voicemail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nine times out of ten, they're going to let you do one of those three, which is they're going to transfer you to someone under them. You're going to transfer them to someone working near the guy. Or they're going to at least put you to the voicemail, right? Because that guy can just delete his voicemail or her voicemail whenever. Um, but, you know, like when you have that happen, sometimes you do have to say, okay, no problem, and let them take down your info. Because mm-hmm. although that might go in the trash, and I bet 99% of the time it does go in the trash, who knows? Maybe it makes it to that person's desk. And if you call in enough, you call once a week for seven weeks, they're going to know who you are. <laughs> Especially they're taking down notes. Yeah, believe it or not, I've actually gotten more callbacks from that something like that oh, than from voicemail. And not to say okay. a lot, I've probably off the top of my head three callbacks from that. Okay. <laughs> so it's not it's not a lot. But I agree with you. I think I think it's helpful because there's it's there's nothing that's going to hurt from leaving the yeah. your contact. I agree. Account. It's not great. Sometimes I like to say get a, get a commitment from them that they'll actually yeah, share the really information smart, yeah. just because it's very easy to like you said throw it in the trash but when they when they, even if it's something light when they say yes I'll send it I'll give it to him so I'll be, let's say you're the receptionist you say uh, thanks can I just take down your information I say great uh, I'll give you my information will you please send this over to Jen when she's back in the office yeah. and even just getting that little yes I will send it to Jen when she's back in the office. I think it improves connection mm-hmm. rates. Yeah, and what I, the other thing I guess I'll say is getting through people or getting through that original gatekeeper is, you know, the little things definitely matter, like being polite and kind, but also knowing, like, where they are, little things about them, little small-talking things, right. right? For instance, when I called this company in Wisconsin, it just happened to be that they were on the 45th parallel, which my cousins also own a house in Michigan on the 45th parallel. <laughs> so when I mentioned that to the secretary after the sixth time I called her, she, lo- she loosened up a little bit and broke down, right? She's like, oh, it's so cool, like, whatever, you're right across the lake from us, like, you go fishing, it's, you know... At some point, people are going to break. You're using their name, you're being polite, you're investing some kind of time and interest in their company and in them. Everyone's going to break down and be nice at some point. And that's when you ask, like, hey, someone I'm speaking with you would love to do this again. Can you please forward me to the XYZ? Right. And that's when you get those, like, yeah, sure, no problem, one second. Yeah. Now, some, some people take the opposite approach. They say, you know what, I'm just going to make my call. When the reception picks up, I say, Ben Tannenbaum, please transfer, or not even, not even introduce my name. You say, hi, is Joe Smith available? And then they transfer you through. And I, I agree with you, Max. I don't like that as much. I'm not a fan of that, yeah. I see it working at the bigger companies mm-hmm. when you know they're going to pass you through. For sure. Or if, if you know they're going to pass you well, through. Well, also, if, if, sorry to interrupt you, but if your sales process is so big that you're just cold calling and like hoping for responses, or you know, if you're a D2C business, that kind of thing, then that might work. Just being, hey, this is whatever, calling back by. Like that, that might work in your industry. However, in ours, we're, we're trying to make everything specified and, you know, we want to be very almost hypersensitive to the prospect or emailing. I think our approach works better, which is being much more personal. Right. So I agree. I think if, if there's one thing to take away from this episode, it's sort of butter up the gatekeepers. Be, be <laughs> nice. Be friendly. If, if they know you, it's, sometimes it's, it's awkward when they're like, oh, this guy again. But, but um, for the most part, be friendly. Be nice. That's how you're going to get through.